This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And we're back here on Inside Black and Gold. And I'm only back for a few days and then I'm going to hit the road and drive two hours over to Mobile to hang out at South Alabama University, um, which is beautiful, by the way. I don't know if you've ever been there for the Senior Bowl. It starts on Tuesday. It ends on Saturday. I'll only be there for a couple days going out to the practices. But there's a reason that it's a place you have to be if you're covering the Saints. And we're going to get into more of that. I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Steve Geller. This is Inside Black and Gold. And Steve, if you had to guess, and you you probably remember because I told you, over the last two decades, how many Senior Bowl players do you think the Saints have drafted? I do remember you told me it's definitely higher than I even could have imagined, even though I know how much they've dipped into the uh, the talent pool over there. But I think you said it was 48. They have drafted 49. And I believe it's like 30% of all of their draft picks have come from players that have been at the Senior Bowl. And it's not a crazy number, but the, the number that's impressive is eight first-round picks, which... Right. You know, the, the whole point of the Senior Bowl is to give guys exposure, Some a lot of them from smaller schools. A lot of They're all seniors, obviously, so they're not guys who are coming out early. And so, like, you'll see teams take a lot of players at the Senior Bowl, but not necessarily their top picks. But that's not true for the Saints. The Saints will often use first-round, second-round, third-round picks. And so I went through the last 22 drafts. Wow. 23 drafts, actually. Back to 2000, which that's the first year Mickey Loomis was with the team. So it makes sense to kind of cut it off there. These are all the picks for the Saints of players that were at the Senior Bowl in their respective years. So they have picked at least one player from the Senior Bowl every year, but 2012 and 2007. I forgot for a second, but I found it. So if you're at the Senior Bowl, you can almost guarantee that you are watching the Saints draft pick. And that's what makes it worthwhile to go out to. Obviously, we always talk to Saints, you know, front office personnel while we're there as well. But, you know, you go through this list and one of the questions you asked me prior to coming on is like, oh, what is their like hit percentage of these senior bowl players? And and I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, it's not great. <laughs> <laughs> like, but at the same time, you're talking about a draft pick hit percentage, which, you know, 50% is probably a decent number outside of the first round. My issue with the Saints picks at the Senior Bowl is that a lot of their first round picks have not been good. So, like, you look, it's like, okay, Trevor Penning, we don't, jury's still out, right? But then 2021, Peyton Turner, 
Eesh. You know what? I'm not completely out on Peyton Turner yet, but I'm getting close. You know, I think what he does in 2023 will obviously be a big year for him one way or the other, right? We just don't see him enough. Yeah, right. But I mean, that's why, you know, I think they're probably going to let Marcus Davenport walk, who, guess what? Another senior (laughs) bowl guy. And I think it's more about like, okay, can we open a path for him to get regular snaps? And then how does he perform? Because I mean, like, I think he looked solid when he was on the field this year. He had that unfortunate ankle injury right after a fourth down stop, you know, so he had the block field goal at the end of the Falcons game. So like, I don't know, like, I'm not, I'm not out on Peyton Turner yet, but you're getting close, right? And so it's just a matter of like, what can he do this year to, uh, to kind of rebuild that stock? So you keep going down. Alex Anzalone, Sheldon Rankins, solid first round pick. Stefan Anthony, not a solid first round pick, right? So you kind of kind of work your way down this list. Stanley wow. Jean Baptiste, yeah. But then, oh, look, Kakaha was great until he couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, keep going. Oh, look, Cam Jordan, cool. Johnny Patrick, yeah. Patrick Robinson, and Jimmy Graham, whoo. These two players I can't name, meh. Thomas Morstead, Cedric Ellis, Tracy Porter, Carl oh, Nix. This was actually probably their best. Well, actually, no, I take that back because Cedric Ellis was terrible, but Tracy Porter was good. So, you know, it's Carl Nix was good too. <laughs> Carl Nix was good. Roman Harper, and then Alfred Fincher. Uh, 2004, you had Devery Henderson. 2003, you had John Stinchcomb. 2002, LaCharles Bentley. They're like, these are guys I don't even remember as NFL players. 2001, Cedric Hodge. 2000, 2000, Darren Howard in the second round. So, like, you, you look at it and you can see that this is a team that not only goes to the senior bowl to, to find players, they go to the senior bowl to find early round draft picks. Like you're talking rounds one, two, and three. Like you don't see that many fifth, sixth, seventh round picks out of the senior bowl. You're, you're seeing early to mid rounds. For some reason you see that really stress the fact that they want that, that veteran type of college player, I guess you would say coming in instead of they, they stress a lot of that value of having that more more experience in the you know in the game instead of the younger guys coming in, I guess you would say. Yeah, I think the Saints value maturity and leadership. Maybe that's um, the word I was talking for. Yeah, I was I was searching for maturity there for sure. Yeah, when you see when you see the Saints draft players, a lot of times it'll be okay. These were this was a captain on their team. This was a team leader. This is a four year right. starter. That sort of thing. And you know, I think from an upside perspective, it's not the greatest strategy. Right. Like you don't get necessarily these like crazy high ceiling players, but you do get a lot of high floor players. And I think that's part of the reason you've seen a lot of consistency from this team over the last decade or so. Right. Like even their down seasons have been seven win seasons. Like that's the low watermark since 2010. Right. Or since 2005 is seven wins. So. You know, I th- and I think that's how you get there, and that's how you kind of build from that. Now, you want to get the hits, and I think the interesting thing is you look at all these players, Every all 49 of these players, not a single one of them is an Ohio State player. But we know that this team loves drafting Ohio State players. So, And there are Ohio State players that went to the Senior Bowl. <laughs> so it is kind of interesting how they break it down. Like, when you, I'm going to go to the Senior Bowl. I'm not even going to watch the Ohio State players because I know the Ohio State players the Saints are going to la- look at are going to be at the pro day for Ohio State. <laughs> right. Those are, the, those are the young kids they're after. They know that if you've lasted to senior year at Ohio State, we, we have one, yeah. nothing to do with you. Right. Like like Chris Olave, Mike Thomas, Pete Werner, 
there's a couple others that I can't think of. Malcolm Jenkins, these weren't senior bowl guys, but they're on the roster. They're like these are it's like it's like they either draft a senior bowl guy or an Ohio State player or Tennessee. Although Alante Taylor was at the senior bowl last year. The other guy was DeMarco Jackson, who was there that was App State. Um, but I actually, after this last draft, and I don't know if I ever actually used this anywhere, but I asked Mickey Loomis about why this team ends up with so many senior bowl players, and this is what he said. Yeah, I don't think that's conscious conscious by us. Um, obviously, we get, you know, that's an extra look, an extra evaluation. We send our pretty much our whole staff to the senior bowl, so we have a lot of eyes on players there. We, you know, we're pretty thorough you know, with interviews and, and Jim Nagy and their staff there is really accommodating, you know, not just to us, but to all the teams. And so it's, we just get more information. And, and, you know, the more you're around, you know, players, I think the more you, you end up liking them. So, but I, it's not a conscious thing by us. You know, it's not, it's not a box that we're checking um, when we're going through this process, you know, that, that um, the guy was at the senior bowl. See, I don't necessarily believe that. <laughs> Just because of like what you see when three players from the senior bowl pop up, like even if it's not a conscious box you're checking, it's definitely something that you are valuing because you use that so in depth as a scouting resource. And this year in particular, you're going to have Ronald Curry as the offensive coordinator for the national team. Then you're going to have Declan Doyle and Demarcus Robinson. Is that his name? I believe as the cornerbacks coach and tight ends coach. So, you know, when you're looking at, what players are they going to be really looking at this year or trying to look considering in the draft? I, you know, tight end is a, is a position that would make a lot of sense. So you think you're kind of breaking down the prospects of like, okay, who are you going to watch closely? And this is what I'm doing. This is what I did this morning is like, okay, who are the tight ends out there? So you have like Dalton Kincaid out of Utah, Luke Musgrave, Oregon state. Those would both be second round guys. Um, Cameron Latu out of Alabama, Josh Twyla out of Cincinnati who, you know, Travis Kelsey makes me take every Cincinnati tight end seriously, even if it's not fair. Um, and those would be like round five guys. And so, you know, you you have coaches working directly with these players in an instance where not every coach is going to have the access that they're having. So I think when the Saints are kind of weighing that, you're going to look at safeties because I think that's what DeMarcus Robinson is looking at and, and tight ends and then just kind of the overall offensive structure of both of these teams. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if that's where you end up seeing some of these draft picks get in. Any defensive tackle prospects to, to, to maybe look at? That's, you know, I, no, there really aren't that many. And, you know, like a guy like Siaki Ika from Baylor is interesting. He's a second round guy. Will McDonald, Iowa State, he's a second round guy. But there's no real top end defensive line prospects at the Senior Bowl this year. I mean, there's some okay. edge rusher prospects. But I don't see this team adding an edge rusher because, like I said, I think you you do need to figure out what you have in Peyton Turner. And I don't think you want to muddy that for him any more than it already has been. And so I don't think this is the year where you have one pick in the second round and you go in for another edge rusher. Maybe somebody falls that you really like. Maybe you're trying to replace Cam Jordan down the road and you need to have somebody in there. But I think that this is a, this is a year where you're either going interior offensive line. You know, I could see them picking a guard kind of so that they can move on from Andres Pete eventually. And I do think that the Saints, when they do have a pick in this range in the second round, they know that, you know, the value of a of an interior offensive lineman is a lot higher because they're not going in the first round, whereas you're seeing all the offensive tackles come off the board. And so you might be able to squeeze out one of the top, you know, guard prospects 
in that range. That's what they did with Eric McCoy. They traded up to get Eric McCoy in the second round, and that worked out really well for them. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's the if that's the direction they go. But I know people are going to want a quarterback at 40. I do not think that there is any way the Saints are taking a quarterback at 40. Um, I just don't. I mean, I know a lot of speculation has been about Hendon Hooker, but is he going to be around by then? Yeah, and he's invited to the senior bowl. I don't know how much he's going to do. Like, he's still dealing with a knee injury. Yeah, I don't, so I don't know what you're, what kind of look you're going to get. So I, I think he's going to be around in the third. If you want him, I think you can get him in the third round. The other guy that I think is interesting is uh, Jaron Hall, BYU. Saints really like BYU players. They don't necessarily like BYU quarterbacks, but they do have Taysom Hill. So who knows? Maybe maybe that is kind of a connection they can mine. The other guy, Max Duggan, TCU, I find interesting. You know, maybe they can uh, connect the past and future TCU quarterbacks with Andy Dalton being the bridge to Max Duggan. Maybe that's what you can do. Um, but like he's an interesting guy to watch. The other guy, the, the other guy who I think is a really intriguing wide receiver prospect that the Saints might be able to steal in the late rounds, and I think that's where they like to get guys like this, is Trey Palmer. Do you remember that name? Yeah. LSU. So he went out to Nebraska and he caught 72 passes for a thousand yards and he is a blur. And the only reason I bring this up is because I think Rashid Shahid was good enough as a rookie that you have to bring in some return depth behind him because you're going to want to incorporate him in the, in the regular offense way more significantly than you did this year. And you have to have someone, if you don't bring Hardy back, which I don't think they're going to bring Deontay Hardy back, you have to have someone who can step in there. And I don't think Marquez Callaway is going to be that guy. He's also a restricted free agent. You could bring him back. But I think you're going to be looking for another return guy. And he could be a guy that you get in the seventh round, maybe as a UDFA, who I think is really intriguing. I think he was like just grossly underused from a talent perspective at LSU. And and he's his speed is legit. Yeah, I was surprised, you know, that, that Taysom wasn't used more in special team in the return game at all. Yeah, I don't know. Were you upset seeing Rashid back there? No, no, not at all. But like over someone like a Callaway or, you know, I mean, I just, I'd rather have Taysom over, over him, obviously. This past season? Yeah. Well, but I mean, like, when, when would you have done that? No, I'm just saying anytime you're using someone other than Shahid, I, I don't know what else you, in the, in the return game, I would tend to lean more towards trying to get Taysom out there. Just, I'm always looking for Taysom touches, I guess. I mean, I, I, I don't have any issue of Rashid being the returner, but I think like no. having one guy do both kick and punt returns is a big ask if you also are including them in the everyday offense. Now, sure. kick returns, I think he could probably handle, but like, I don't think you want him to do both. And it's like, if you're, if you're giving him 70% of the snaps as a wide receiver, it's a lot to ask to also have him go back there and return kicks every day. So... I, like, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised. Do you think his wide receiver usage would get bumped up that much? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. I, 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 it better. Right. It better. But I mean, I don't, I don't know what to anticipate next year. I would hope to see more, even more Shahid. It just felt like, uh, it was still, I guess maybe a feeling out process too of, of seeing what exactly he could do. I just felt he was underutilized towards the end of the year, especially the last two games. Okay. There's one more interesting kind of breakdown from the senior bowl and how the Saints use it that I want to get to before we go. And it's basically like picks by position, right? So of the 49 picks, 12 of them have been either defensive ends or defensive tackles. So they do look hard at the lines, right? They've taken nine offensive linemen. So 21 of the 49 picks have been either offensive or defensive linemen. Like, and, and that's what it becomes difficult because there's so many players at the senior bowl. And I'm kind of talking about from a scouting perspective. So I'm going out there and I'm like, I don't recognize a majority of these players. I'm trying to figure out which helmets belong to which school. There's so many. And so like the first day I'm out there was really just trying to figure out who was who. So that, like last year, one of the biggest goals I had was to go find Trevor Penning. Now it was pretty easy because he's a behemoth and he was standing a foot taller than basically everybody else. But like it, it is, it is difficult the first couple of days to try to figure out, okay, who is that guy? Who is that guy? Who's throwing a who? Who's catching? Because they don't wear the same numbers that they wore in college. But one easy way to make sure you get the right people is to look at this like, okay, the Saints are really focused on the defensive and offensive line. So if you're going to watch anything closely, you watch that. They also have taken nine cornerbacks or safeties. And so, again, it's like, okay, that's the position you want to look at. Linebackers, they've taken nine of them, although a majority have been in the in the distant past, right? Like you're talking like Stefan Anthony and like in the early 2000s. And I think they've actually moved away from using the senior bowl to scout linebackers. So I'm not looking at linebackers that closely. Has any of the linebacker prospects worked out at all? I guess Let's Zach Bond still up in the air. So here, here I'll name you all the linebackers. 2001, yeah, yeah. round three, Cedric Hodge. 2002, round three, James Allen. 2004, round two, Courtney Watson. 2005, third round, Alfred Fincher. So we missed a few years. Then 2015, Stefan Anthony. 2017, Alex Anzalone. That was a, he's actually playing really well with the Lions right now, but I wouldn't say he was a, he was a great find. 2020, Zach the best Bond. One, and then 2022, DeMarco Jackson. So if you want to look at it and say, Alex Anzalone might be the best of these nine linebackers yeah. they've drafted. And a majority of these That's have fair. come in the early 2000s. That's not a position I'm looking at that closely because it's it's shown to be a position they don't scout that closely at the senior bowl. It's also just a position they don't draft that heavily. Wide receiver, they've only had four of them and they and they have not been recent. The last most recent one was Traquan Smith. And then before that, you're talking Devery Henderson. So I'm not looking at wide receiver. Still just, it's sad to me that anytime... 
Traquan usually gets brought up and you want to say something positive, it's like, but he's such a great blocker. He is a great blocker. But yeah, it's like I'll watch the wide receivers, but I'll look for guys who pop. I'm not necessarily identifying prospects in advance and going to scout them because I know that the Saints aren't doing that, or at least that's what it, this would indicate to me. The other is just a quarterback. They've only taken three of them. The most recent one was Ian Book. So like that's not an indicator that they won't because it's a weird position when you have Drew Brees and you know that you're not looking for a replacement maybe the last few years, but like that's a position where they could look at guys, but this year without a first round pick, I don't know. I am looking at Jared Hall and I am looking at Max Duggan, but I'm not going to spend too much time worrying about them because I just don't think the Saints are going to go after them, um, but we'll find out. And tight ends, they've only taken two. How many senior bowl QBs have gone on to, you know, big time, you know, NFL success kind of thing too. I don't, that's a position usually that doesn't stick around. Well, it's tough because again, you're not getting all of the prospects at the senior bowl. And so you're not getting a lot of the top end Ohio state guys, for example, because their pro day is going to get just as much exposure as a senior bowl. And so they don't have to do it. And they're, they're better served getting ready for the combine at this point than going to the senior bowl. And that's going to be true. A lot of the quarterback prospects too. So if you're a first round quarterback prospect, you might not be showing up. Kenny Pickett did last year. Like all the quarterbacks showed up last year because there were, there weren't any top 10 quarterback prospects last year. So like, yeah, you're not getting CJ Stroud. You're not getting Bryce Young, you know, like you're not getting a Cam Newton, you know, you're not getting a Trevor Lawrence. So it it makes it a little skewed away from quarterbacks. I think. Yeah. I wouldn't call it like a hunting ground for your next, yeah. you know, your future star kind of deal. No, and occasionally you'll find somebody, but it's 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 rare. Tight ends, they've only taken two of them. One of them was Jimmy Graham. So <laughs> that was a pretty good find. Most recently it was Adam Troutman. But and I know I said that I'm going through this and saying, well, they haven't taken these guys, they haven't taken these guys. I do think the tight end is a position they look at at the senior bowl. It just doesn't always equate to drafting a tight end in the in the early rounds because it's just a position that they don't see a ton of value in but like Adam Troutman got drafted pretty much solely on his senior bowl performance so I think that is a position that this team does value in and again they have Declan Doyle as the tight ends coach at the senior bowl so I would expect tight ends to be a position that they could they could very much draft out of there yeah we I mean I'm sure we've talked about it just he was one of the Troutman uh talking about him he's one of the more disappointing outputs just individual player wise. I mean, the team obviously wasn't a great year, but individually seeing his development, really, we didn't see that at all this season. He he kind of was, it's not even an afterthought. He was just not around really. Yeah. I mean, he's a very, he's Josh Hill, right? Like that's, that's what you can say about him is he is very much Josh Hill. Um, and I wouldn't say he's been bad, he just hasn't been used. And so, yeah, I think that he was a guy that they traded up for. So you would have expected, you know, they they clearly expected more out of him than being Josh Hill, right? Like you can find block and tight ends. You don't need to trade up in the third round to get a block and tight end. Um, and so, yeah, he's definitely not been a a victory, if you will, in the scouting process. I've been waiting to see that offensive pop from him for sure. Yeah, just hasn't <laughs> happened. No. Um and then the only other position, fullback, they've taken one. So the Saints have never drafted a running back that was at the Senior Bowl. 
which I find really interesting because there are a lot of really intriguing running back prospects at the senior bowl. It's a position that doesn't get drafted in the first round. And a lot of these running backs are true, doing everything they can to improve their draft stock. But for some reason, the Saints haven't been able to find one at the senior bowl. Now, that said, the Saints don't draft running backs, period. So it's not necessarily an indictment on the senior bowl running back class as much as it is like the Saints don't draft running backs. Yeah, I was going to say maybe, too, they figure any of the senior backs have more less tread on the tire, I guess you could say. No, I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're at the senior bowl or not. They just don't draft them. So going back to like going back a decade, you can go back all the way to 2012. The Saints have drafted four running backs. Obviously, 2011, they drafted Mark Ingram in the first round. Since then, they've drafted four running backs. It's a long time. You get seven picks in every draft. They've taken four running backs. Then and and three of them have been in the sixth round or later. The right. only one that they drafted in the third round or higher, heck, in the fifth round or higher, was Alvin Kamara. They took him in the third round. Even he wasn't a high pick. It was a great pick, right. but he wasn't a high pick. And and the funny thing is, they actually drafted a running back four years in a row. They took Boston Scott in 2018. He was a sixth round pick. They took Daniel Lasco in 2016. Wow, he was a seventh wow. round pick. And they took Marcus Murphy in the seventh round in 2015. And then obviously Alvin Kamara was third in 2017. Over the past decade, those are all the running backs they've drafted, which is crazy. Yeah, Marcus Murphy kind of stuck around for a little bit. Those are some funny names. I mean, saying those names, you know, obviously brings back memories. Daniel Lasco, too. Wow. Um, I Some guess good special figure, teams players. Sure. I mean, but that's not what, you, you know, you, when you're talking about running back, obviously, you know, you you think of like that that work horse, that cowbell um, type of player, someone at least to supplement, you know, a one-two kind of punch. And there really hasn't been, at, been that besides Ingram and Kamara together, I guess you could say. Well, I mean, when you're drafting a running back in the seventh round, you're not expecting him to be a bell cow. You're getting a useful special teams player in the seventh round of a draft, I would argue, is a is a, 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 a solid return. Right. That's a successful pick. Now, right. you would love for them to be Marcus Colston and Zach Streif, right? Like, those were seventh round picks that obviously were a whole lot better than special teams contributors, but you're not banking on that. And so... Like, but but again, like Alvin Kamara in the third round, that is a guy you are hoping to be a starter down the road. Mark Ingram down the first round, that is a guy who you're hoping to be a star. And so both of those you you got very well. But like again, you just haven't drafted running backs, and that's part of the reason I think that you are so thin at that position. And you've tried to sure. fill the gap with like Latavius Murray's and David Johnson's and and all these other guys that you brought in, but. Just draft a guy, man. Just draft him and develop him. Like, they drafted Boston Scott, and then they let him go. Now he's scoring nine touchdowns a year against the Giants or whatever the hell it was. I don't know. Yeah, you're, you're just bitter over that fact, right? I'm still mad about that. Um, but again, but so... For whatever reason, yeah, the, the team... I, I feel like maybe because they've had success with the undrafted running back market, maybe they didn't delve too much into the you know into the draft class and and the stock of the of the running backs in the draft but you're you're right right now that position really needs some kind of injection behind in, uh, behind behind Camara for sure yeah but no so more so just the senior bowl part of this and like as i go through the process and i'm cuz i'm currently trying to identify okay these are the players i'm going to watch closely running backs aren't on that list again it's kind of like wide receiver where i'll watch them and i'll see okay if this guy pops and like like i'm going to let them identify themselves to me more so like i'm going to seek them out you know what i mean does that make sense right. 
Yeah, because you're looking. You got a type you're looking for. Well, I mean, like, I, I'm not going to go into that and be like, okay, I want to see this guy, I want to see this guy, I want to see this guy. But if I'm watching and I see this one guy constantly making plays and and picking up blocks and and breaking 50-yard runs, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, who is this guy? You know, and I think that's how the Saints are going to approach it. Like, they clearly don't value running backs at this this scouting event that highly. But if a guy just makes makes them stand up and, and be like, oh, who was that? Then I think that's where you go, and so that's how I'm going to approach it for that position at least. Yeah, and I've always the fact that you know that the Saints are invested in finding talent there. It's always a, a big event yearly, and uh, the the one time I got to go, Jeff, I'll never forget. Obviously, one of the big interviews I did was with now Saint Tano Passigno, but he wasn't drafted by New oh. Orleans. Did you, did you do the interview in French? No, no, no French. He speaks French. He also calls himself a fake vegan because he eats fish. Yeah, right. And I I, I don't know if he's aware of this, but there is a word for that. <laughs> <laughs> like it's called pescatarian. Right. <laughs> well, I guess but I just thought know, it was funny. It's hard it's hard to, I guess to to consider that when when you're when you're looking at the, the veganism. I don't know. It's, oh, it's, it's wild that he can have that physique while while being vegan. <laughs> he's a fucking <laughs> giant. Um, but I do think that that he's a good example of like, you know, the Saints probably did look at him closely at the senior bowl. And right. when he became a free agent, they went and got him, you know? And and so I think that's true as well. And UDFAs too, you know, like I didn't even bother going through the UDFAs because there's so many of them and it would be almost impossible. It would take me all day to try to figure out because most of them don't make the roster anyway. So like it's tough, but yeah, I'm sure that if you went through the UDFA list, you'd also see a lot of senior bowl guys. So all that is to say, this is a very long segment breaking down. Like why is it important if you're scouting the saints draft to go to the senior bowl? That's why, because you will see at least one, maybe more players that will end up on the saints at that event for sure. Yeah. You're pretty much guaranteed. And like you said, with the, some of the first round draft picks haven't been, you know, widely successful. But the biggest one, I'm I'm guessing on the entire list has got to be Cam Jordan. Yeah, there hasn't been a better player would, they've gotten from there. Well, let's see, uh, Cam Jordan. Um, I don't know, Jimmy Graham's up there. Yeah, Jimmy in his prime, man, was unstoppable. Roman Harper's in the Team Hall of Fame. Devery Henderson's in the Team Hall of Fame. John Stinchcomb. I don't know, is he in the Team Hall of Fame? He was really good though. The Charles Bentley apparently was good. I don't remember him. That was like so long ago. Someone told me in the comments he was good. I've never, I don't think I ever watched him. It's it's tough for me when I didn't live here, cover the Saints to tell you who their starting center was. I'm still feeling Cam as my number one prospect from the from the Senior Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wouldn't. Uh, you know, Tehran maybe. Durability. Peyton Turner is going to be. Yeah, I mean, we can say Cam until Peyton Turner takes that mantle from him. Please, you. We wish. We. I. Well, I wish. We all wish that's true. Him and Marcus I, so, Davenport combined won't play as many games in their career as Cam Jordan totals. That's <laughs> true. That is very true. Like that's crazy, yeah. right? So, so Caesar Ruiz is my guy this year. Who I was like a pump the brakes on. It's like okay, it's year three. We we want to see a jump from him. I'm not giving up on him yet. I think Peyton Turner is going to be that guy for me next year because I did like what I saw from him in camp. I really did, and I think that. There was just a disconnect when he got to the season. He just didn't get regular playing time. I think he got frustrated 
And I think that there will be more a clearer path to to reps this year. And so hopefully, yeah, he can stay healthy. But, it, you know, it wasn't really health that kept him off the field other than that one ankle injury. Like week two, he was a healthy scratch because they wanted to get Tano on the field. Quite right. And so, scratches. yeah. And so, like, I'm not giving up on him yet. Obviously, being a healthy scratch is not a good indicator that you are that you are performing well in practice. But I also think like this is a very veteran laden pass rushing group. And yeah, you did want to get Tano on the field. You did want to get Carl Granderson on the field. And Peyton wasn't playing at a level that made you feel like, well, we don't want to get Carl out there because Carl was playing great. Carl had a great season. Yeah, when you start um, being so, a healthy yeah. scratch, you start getting into Stanley Jean Baptiste territory for me. Oh, I agree. I agree. But I'm just not, I'm not, like I said, that was me for Cesar Ruiz last year. So I think he's going to be my pump the brakes guy this year where okay. we, we like, okay, let's see what he has in this year three and we'll go from there. But all right, let's wrap that segment up. It was long. And then we'll get into a mailbag here to close out the show. I'm going to go to a quick break here on Inside Black and Gold. And I will store all of these questions. I'll, I'll digest all of your takes and I'll see what comes out the other end. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 